Welcome to Season 7 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. We want to be women who know and believe God's Word and share what God's Word is teaching us with others. This season, Go Tell It, we'll be focusing on that last part, sharing with others. We'll ask each guest how God has called her to share the good news of the gospel in her life. We'll hear from women in a variety of seasons, stages, and missions. We invite you to listen in and ask God how you can be sharing the good news too. Thanks for tuning in to this season of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. While this is our last episode of season seven, we've still got one more episode to share for 2019. Tune in on December 3rd for our Giving Tuesday episode and to hear all about our vision for the ministry for 2020. All right. Well, welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. I am your host, Bethany, and we are in season seven, which is all about what sharing the gospel looks like um, in our guests' area of influence in their current season of life. So today I am in the um, studio with my friend Casey. So Casey, why don't you um, share a little bit about yourself and um, just tell you know our listeners what this season of life looks for looks like for you. Um, I've been married to my husband, Timothy, for 25 years. We have four children. We have two boys that are 22 and 20, and we have two girls that are 18 and 16. I've homeschooled all my children from they, – they never have been in public school except for when they got into college. So um, my oldest three um, are in college. They li- still live at home and commute. Um, then our youngest is um, still being homeschooled. My husband retired last year. Um, there's a he was an air traffic controller, so there's a there's an age limit of 56 that you mm-hmm. have to retire. So he's a little bit on the younger side to retire, mm-hmm. but that's just the the way it is. So he actually is home this year, and um, he took over homeschooling to finish out um, with our last one because I had had so many years that I just needed a break. So he's helping out with that. That's great. That's awesome. Um, so Casey's a little, um, has a little unique role. So normally we also ask our guests, like, how did they get to Dayton? But Casey's a little outside of Dayton. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, how God led you to where you're at geographically and what that looks like for your ministry? Well, actually, let's just throw this out. This is years ago, but I actually was born at Wright Pat Air, oh, Sur- Air Force Base. My parents were from Germantown, and my dad was stationed here when I was uh, going to be born. And so we, we've always been in the Dayton area. And I actually live in Lewisburg, Ohio, which is very close to Richmond, Indiana, about 20, 20 to 30 minutes from my house. Um, and so it was about – it was a little over two years ago. Um, my daughter, Olivia – she and I were. We like to go to conferences, mm-hmm. and I've gone to a lot of different Christian conferences. And I, I just by chance was scrolling through and looking for something, and I found this one. I found Dayton Women in the Words um, conference that you had in March coming up, and I was like, "Wow, that's close!" And I've, I've, I've drove to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've drove to many, many in App, Minnesota, and so I was like, "This is great because it's so close." And so we decided to come here. And um, 
do your conference and we were just blown away and we just loved it. And so then I decided to do your um, Bible study, which was Ezra and Nehemiah mm-hmm. that summer. And I did that. And why I was somewhere in this time frame, the Lord just started laying on my heart that he wanted me to do something similar to what you all are doing here in my area. Mm-hmm. So in rural Ohio, um, I wasn't sure that I was hearing him correctly. <laughs> Can you speak a little louder, Lord? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I'm just not sure. I have learned through past experiences that you do not want to do something that the Lord doesn't want mm-hmm. you to do, but you also don't want to not do something <laughs> yeah. that he asked you to do. And so I made a commitment to pray about this for one year, mm-hmm. which I did. And I still felt after that year that this was something that he wanted me to pursue, mostly because I feel that a lot of women do not, and men, don't know how, really know how to study their Bible on their own. And um, I have been studying my Bible somewhere around 20 years very seriously. And it wasn't until I came here that someone actually gave me tools mm. to study the Word. And I thought, I was just like, this is so amazing. And the Word just comes alive in a, in a different way when when you study it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you get in there and you, you just see so many God things. And it's just, I just love it. So that is my heart for our ministry is to get to that level. Um, so when you don't really have something to start with, it's kind of intimidating um, to figure out how you start something. It's like, it's like there really wasn't a real Ohio women in the word, mm-hmm. but yet that's what we were going to call it. And it was just me that like really knew about it. I had a, I've had a couple friends that were praying for me too. Um, so I, basically what I did was I just um, had dinner um, at our church. I made this a little dinner up and I invited all the women that I know that are Christian women that I thought might be might come alongside me. And it was in August of last year, 2018. And I had four brave souls that agreed to walk this out with me. And so we have done two events. Uh, we did an event last fall. Um, we we liked how you all kind of um, moved around in the community mm-hmm. so more women can can get to know you. And so we did um, a church. We did a um, it was called Fall Gathering, and it was there's this little tiny church out in the country that if you don't know how to get there, you'll never <laughs> find it. And it's just this beautiful little church, and it's stone. Mm. And behind it, it's like there's a little brook back there, and there's trees. And so, I mean, like right across the street from the church is like a pasture where they have like cows <laughs> and stuff. So we're talking out in the country, but it's just beautiful setting. So we had an event there where we had um, – we kind of just introduced our um, ministry. It was a small gathering. We had a friend of mine who is just a beautiful singer and guitar player. She led us through some songs, and we had a bonfire and we roast marshmallows, and we just sort of just sat around and had commun- you know, fellowship together. And it was really, really a special time, and we enjoyed it. And then, actually, just last weekend, we had our second event, which was a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, we had it in at a church, the church I attend, and um, it's a smaller, it's a little, it's an older church, so it was built, I think it was built in 1898, so it's a smaller sanctuary, but we had, we called it Walking Through the Wilderness, 
and we had um, we had Elise Herzing, who oh, is yeah. a Dayton woman of the word. We love Elise. Yes, we do too. And she was our keynote speaker, and she taught on you know the wilderness while mm-hmm. we go through these times and how Jesus went through them also. And then we had a panel of five ladies, and we had um, two ladies from Dayton Women of the Word. We had um, Melanie Newhouse. She was one on our panel. And um, Dion Giuliani, um, she and I met through the Ezra and Nehemiah study, and she's just been a faithful sister. She came to our first event, and then she was willing to speak um, at our second event. There was a couple other ladies. We had um, a lady named Ashley Philby who went through a great deal of infertility, and then she has a little boy now, but he had a lot of medical issues, so he's just a little miracle baby. She shared on that. And then we had um, one other lady who shared on her her cancer journey. So it was really just – it was really, I think – a blessing to have these ladies they just spoke to so many um issues that we you know that we go through and it was really a a special time and we really enjoyed ourselves so we did that last week and then in july july 1st actually we're going to be studying the book of joshua that's awesome so we're excited to do that too that's exciting um so how would you define the gospel for us in your own words well I know that um, when we come into this world, you know, we are we are broken individuals. We are sinners, mm-hmm. and because of the fall, and so God sent His Son Jesus to take the wrath that we rightly deserve, mm-hmm. and He offered it to us as a free gift if we just believe in His Son and accept Him as our Lord and Savior, and so we just you know. That's basically it in a nutshell. But the one thing I really think is is important um, is I think oftentimes we 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 like the saved part. I'm saved. Mm-hmm. I'm and I, and I'm going to be with the Lord, but we don't always make Him our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned over the years that um, you really want to make Him your Lord mm-hmm. because life is just so much better with Him than. And so I think it's a two part. It's it's we're saved and we will be in heaven someday with him but he's also our lord and savior so he's our like director and he um directs us in the way he wants us to go um how did you come to believe the gospel my story is a little bit on the longer side but (laughs) we love stories here okay i um i grew up in church um my mom brought me to church in the womb i would say (laughs) and uh, at that time, um, it was church was a little bit different than it is today. Like you, I just remember we I wore black patent shoes and <laughs> little anklets and 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 Sunday what you would call Easter Sunday dresses we wore all the time mm-hmm. and and we even had um, white gloves that we wore which I did not like because they were <laughs> the hardest things to get on and so it was more of I, I think there was a lot of legalism. That was going on at that time. And so I was in um, church from a very young age where there was um, maybe heavy-handedness from the pastors. And so I think it was uh, basically kind of scary for me as a child. Um, My grandparents went to a church that I often attended with them. Um, 
And when they took me to church, I just remember the pastor would preach and he would have that whole um, uh, wipe your brow because he was sweating and he's hollering mm-hmm. and he was telling you that you're a sinner. And and um, and I think I always knew there was a God because of this, but I always feared God. And I kind of had an envision in my head as I walked through life that he was a, wore a black robe and mm-hmm. was a judge and it was just ready to just um, convict me of anything I did wrong. And so by the age of 12, I did accept Christ as my Savior, and I was baptized. But I really feel like it was more out of fear. It wasn't out of love. It was it was totally out mm-hmm. of fear. And so as I got and, – and even though I had accepted Christ as my Savior, I sort of felt like there was a condemnation. Like even after I was saved, I always felt – when I went to church, I always felt kind of condemned. I felt worse when I <laughs> came out of church than before I went in. I kind of mm-hmm. knew that I was, you know, I knew I was a sinner, but like I just felt worse. And so as I grew and got older in my teens, I kind of started pulling away and and was like, and it wasn't that I was pulling away because um, of God. It was, well, it was sort of God, but it was mostly because I felt so much shame and guilt and I didn't like feeling that way. So by the time I was in my early teens and or late teens and early 20s, I had almost walked away from the Lord. I was like, I believed in God and everything, but I was just like putting him on a shelf and I didn't go to church anymore. And I married, I got married and my husband was not a believer. He had never gone to church. His whole life he wasn't taken to church. So he didn't know anything about the Bible. He was a good man, but he just, didn't who was not a christian and so so since we were married i would ask him you know i'd i was wrestling with this whole is there god is there not a god kind of thing i never would ever say i never came to a point where i didn't have what i was positive there was no god i never did that and i believe that's because god never lets you go but i never could fully say at that point that i believed in god and of course he didn't believe in god at all so he made it real easy for me he would just say those are all made up stories mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't have to worry. It's fine. And so for a time, I was kind of like, okay, that's I'm, I can settle with that. Mm-hmm. But then I got pregnant with my first child, and I was like, what if I'm wrong? I don't want the, I want this child to know the Lord. And about that time, I went to I started going to like mops for mm-hmm. young mothers, and I met some really strong Christian women. That it wasn't so much what they said, but how they acted. And I had a real dear friend who I'm still very, who is still a very dear friend. We've been friends since we were 19, so we've been friends 30 some years. And um, she was a strong Christian. And so, watching these ladies, I was like, I want what they have. You know, like I wanted that assurance of God. I wanted um, that relationship with Him. So, I began to pray for Him, for God to reveal Himself and to make Him real to me. And so. I fell in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I had I understood then the two parts. Uh, I understood the Trinity and and all this, and and I just fell in love with the Lord. And ever since then, I've just been wanting to seek Him out and just learn as much as I can. And so I rededicated my life, and I ended up having, as I said, four babies. And the church that I was going to at the time was about forty five minutes from my house, so. It was a bit of a drive, and 
but there was no problems. Everything was was fine. And I had gone there for about six years, and I was pregnant with my last child. And I started sensing the Lord saying, this is a little bit more to the story, but just to finish up with my husband, I want to share this part. Um, my husband did not go to church with me mm-hmm. at all during this time. He would go occasionally if I asked him on Christmas or Easter, mm-hmm. but not always. So he didn't. He really didn't um, attend with us, and he actually kind of liked it because he got the morning to himself <laughs> with little ones. You know, he enjoyed that. And so, when I was pregnant with my last child, I was about eight months pregnant. I just kept sensing. I mean, when I just made this decision, I I sensed that the Lord wanted me to move to a different church, which mm-hmm. was closer to home. And so I couldn't understand it. I'm like, there's no problems. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand this, but I just sensed that he said, you need to move. So I did and um, joined this church. And when I was about, when my little girl, who was the youngest, was born, um, when I, she was about six months old, uh, we went to Hocking Hills for a family vacation and I, I really wrenched my ankle. It was just, Ooh. it was in a bad way. So I was on crutches. Well, it's really difficult to take a six-month-old up to a six-year-old, four kids by yourself on crutches to church. So my husband, he offered to take me. And I was just like thrilled because he was going to church with us for mm-hmm. the, for that Sunday. And then the next Sunday he got up and he started getting ready to go with us. Again, I wasn't on like, crutches huh? then. And he kept going and he just kept coming and he just kept coming and I was just like afraid to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I had never said any, you know, I had never made him try to make him feel guilty. And if he was here, he would tell you this. I just did what, you know, you're supposed to do. Like, according to Peter, you just be, a, just be, you know, don't don't badger your husband. Just invite him. If he says no, then that's that. So he just kept coming. And about six months in, I just sensed that the Lord was really working on his mm-hmm. heart. And um I didn't know when it would happen, but I just felt that the Lord was really working. And it was about a year and a half after he attended church that he gave his life to the mm-hmm. Lord. And so then I knew why the Lord had brought us here, because it was where he was going to find the Lord. And so I wanted to share that part of it, because yeah. he just loves the Lord now. And it's just an amazing story, because I really didn't give God as much credit as I should have. I thought, oh, maybe when when he's on his deathbed, he'll come to the mm-hmm. Lord and the Lord was worked way faster than I ever thought He would, so awesome. I wanted to share that part. That's great. How um, would you say that God is leading you to share the gospel in your um, current season of life, and how might that look different from past seasons you've walked through? Well, now that um, we have three children in college and just one that's um, at home, mm-hmm. well, they're all at home, but they commute, so they're they're at home, but they're not there much. They all have jobs, and they all go to school, so they are just – it's like a revolving door yeah. to our house. But my youngest, um, since my husband took over with my youngest, it's freed me up to really work on this ministry mm-hmm. that I was sharing about. And I couldn't have done that um, still homeschooling, mm-hmm. I don't believe, because there's just quite a bit involved, and we're learning. It's kind of a learning process, and it takes a lot of – a lot of behind the scenes things as you I'm sure you know and so I couldn't have done this probably even a year ago when I was because I was homeschooling my daughter last year because my husband didn't retire until August of this year or of 2018 so this has just given me a lot more time and he's home too so 
he has he he's he's a neat freak so <laughs> he does a lot of cleaning too that helps out and so i'm just more freed up than mm-hmm. i ever have been so this gives me more time to work on this ministry that the lord has laid on my heart mm-hmm. i think that's awesome a lot of times our minds when we talk about sharing the gospel um, our mind goes to what that looks like to sharing sharing it with people who don't know the lord yet which is obviously you know a huge part of you know what scripture calls us to do but we also are called to make disciples and to um, come alongside those who already know the lord but to help them walk with him even more closely and i know that um he's using you to do that with um the women in your corner of ohio just like you know he moved in us to start doing that with you know in a more urban part of ohio which is just so cool to see you know how how god does that he moves with the same message but in different ways and at yes. different timelines just like in scripture it's you know all of these different authors that somehow you know quote unquote like somehow they all come together with this same story and we know that it's because it's the lord at work right. ultimately um what would you say are barriers that you've encountered um, sharing the gospel, whether it's with um, those who don't know the Lord yet, or um, whether it's with you know discipling other believers? Well, I wanted to back up just a little bit what mm-hmm. you were talking about. Um, when I became a, I told you when I became when I fell in love with the Lord mm-hmm. when I was in my early thirties, I didn't really know how to be a Christian, mm-hmm. and so I just watched what everybody else did. And I don't really think that was a very good way to learn to be a Christian. Mm. I mean, I was in the Word. I mean, I was in Bible studies, and I was studying, and I was doing all those things, but I didn't really know what it meant to be a Christian. And so I just, like I said, I just followed what everybody else was doing. Okay, so you serve now. You know, you do this mm. now. You do that. And I don't think that was a very good way. Um, and I and I feel like with this ministry that that's part of it. It's There's so much... Um, that if you're a new believer, or even if you've been in the church a long time, how do you walk this thing out? And so I feel like even though you may know the Lord, we don't always know how to walk it out. And mm-hmm. so I hope that through this ministry, it will help women to have some resources, at least even if it's just coming to one of us and saying, hey, you know what? I'm struggling with this. I don't really know, you know, because I really think the whole mentor thing is important. And, and sometimes you're mentoring someone who might even be actually a mentor may be someone that's actually younger than you mm-hmm. um, and so I just feel like that's part of it it's just walking it out um, I want to share about Elise for just a minute um, when we when I first met you all my family had come through a very very difficult mm-hmm. season there was a lot of wounding that that happened in that season um, by some Christians, actually. And so when I saw Elise and I saw Natalie and I saw Jillian, even though they're probably about 20 years younger than me, um, they ministered to my heart mm-hmm. because I wanted to believe again in Christians and have that faith because we had been wounded. And so I just, even though they were younger than me, they really ministered to me. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we can minister to one another, even if sometimes it's just the opposite of you always think it's the older with the younger but sometimes it's the opposite mm. so and i'm sorry i i forget the question no that that's okay with. yeah i mean with about barriers and you know you talked about a couple are there any other barriers that you feel like you've uh, seen the biggest barrier i think and i've heard this 
is fear. We're afraid. Mm-hmm. I was listening to um, the Gospel Coalition podcast this week, mm-hmm. and Don um, Don Carson, I think, mm-hmm. is his name. He was sharing a book. If I can remember, it's Mark's. I believe it's Mark's of the Messenger. That's supposed to help with sharing your faith, and I actually ordered it. I haven't gotten it yet, so I can't tell you. But <laughs> I think it in. I think it's uh, another resource that he mentioned that would be helpful with that area, mm. because I think we are fear afraid that if we share it, we might be rejected. Yeah, and I think that's a, a big a big true for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've shared. You mentioned a lot about. Um, resources and equipping um, others to, you know, study the gospel and share the gospel. So um, what resources or encouragements would you have um, to share with our listeners? I did want to share um, one resource. This was probably, I'm going to say six years ago, seven years ago, my husband and I took a class um, to share how to share the gospel and the book that they used was called Share Jesus Without Fear, mm-hmm. and it's by William Fay. And it was broken down into like five questions. Um, I have them here. Like, what is your spiritual belief? You would ask someone that mm-hmm. and your worldview. And then you ask them, who do you think Jesus is? And then you ask them, do you think there is a heaven or hell? And then you ask them, of course, if they're all like receptive to this, mm-hmm. Um, if you died, where would you go? If heaven, why? And then the last question is, what if you believe? Uh, what if what you believe is not true? Would you want to know? And if they, you know, shut you down, you stop. Mm. You stop. If they don't, then they have scriptures that they have um, in the book that they have outlined, and you ask the person to read them. And there's about seven scriptures. And then, if they're receptive, then you go on. And at the end, you kind of explain the um, what the scriptures mean, mm-hmm. and then you can um, pray with them if they want to accept the Lord. And it was it was a really neat resource because I think it is scary, but there's like step by step, so you could kind of learn the steps, and so it wouldn't make it quite as scary. That's awesome. Um, any I know when we were talking earlier, um, Casey mentioned you mentioned. Um, you're an avid reader. Yes. Um, I know we have a lot, we have a lot of listeners who um, really love reading or they're in a season, you know, maybe they're up at all hours of the night because they have new babies in the house. And so they try to fill up that time with um, intentional like listening or um, books. Do you have any other, any other things that you have found helpful? Um, I have a couple resources. Um, that um, for studying the word, mm. there was one called "Dig Deeper: Tools for Understanding God's Word," and I I gave you I've I've given you all these mm-hmm. resources, so they'll be up on the web. But I also wanted to mention two books. Um, like I said, I've we went through a season that we were wounded, mm-hmm. and it was very difficult. And there was a couple books that I read that really I felt helped. Um, walk us through that time and one of them is called wounded by god's people it's by ann graham lott and another one is no more faking fine by Mm. esther fleece and those books um they just really helped me see that you know god is in all this Mm. he uses it even though it might be painful god can use anything for his good if it's you know his will to do so yeah 
That's awesome. Um, so where in scripture, you know, you've, the Lord has really like turned your heart for this great love of studying, studying his word. So what um, aspects of scripture do you turn to um, when you're thinking about sharing the gospel? Well, I think it's important um, to share, you know, that we are sinners. So Romans 3, 20, uh, chapter 3, verse 23 says, for all have um, sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then I think it's important to explain Romans 6, 23, where it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. So I believe that, you know, we have to understand that we are sinners. And I think in our culture today, it's very difficult it used to be a lot easier, I think, mm-hmm. to to um, we used to understand a little bit easier that we were sinners. I think mm-hmm. in years past, but now um, I think it's more difficult to even because we kind of say everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first step. You have to understand that you need a savior, that you are a sinner before you can accept the free gift that Christ gives us. Um, I. I think that then, then you can go in and share what Jesus has mm-hmm. done and how it's a free gift, and and uh, so that's what I would recommend. Is just we first have to understand that we need a, a savior. That's awesome. Um, well, as we kind of wind up, are there any um, any last encouragements that you have for our listeners? I wanted to share um, from John. Chapter, the book of John, um, the first chapter, one, one verses 1 and 2, it mm-hmm. says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. And um, I love that verse because I am a Word person. Mm-hmm. And for me, I can kind of like, I think God, you know, when I'm reading that His Word, He is, he is that Word. And for me, that's just like, just amazing. I just mm-hmm. think that's, that's really very amazing and the other part of that is you know god jesus was with us in the beginning he's from the beginning of the bible from genesis all the way to revelation and i think it's easy when you had a train of thought like i did that Mm -hmm. there's this god you know he's the bad guy and then there's jesus he's the loving guy and and honestly i didn't really understand the holy spirit when i was a little girl i used to think uh, he was like they called him the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. when I was a little girl. And so I would think of him as Scooby-Doo's ghost. <laughs> and I didn't understand how to put all that together. I'm like, okay, there's this ghost running around. And so it was a little confusing for me. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, of course, I've gotten it straightened out now. But <laughs> I think that it's important to understand that that God is three in one. And he's from the beginning to the end. And he didn't just show up in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all I have. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Casey. Thank you. It's been a privilege to be here and appreciate that you took the time to talk with me.